Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. Today, Dr. Kenneth Hill will examine the modern-day move by some to replace Israel with the church. Prophecy in the News Live is coming to the Tri-Cities area, Friday and Saturday, March 8th and 9th, featuring Bill Federer, Greg Patton, Dr. Kenneth Hill, Micah Van Hus, Larry Stamm, Josh Davis, Mark Lindstead, and Clayton Van Hus. The latest details on the march toward a one-world system will be revealed. Biblical mysteries will be uncovered, and you'll learn how to have true spiritual victory in the invisible war on the saints. Biblical artifacts from Israel will be on display with an archaeologist ready to answer your questions. Friday and Saturday, March 8th and 9th at Antioch Baptist Church in Bristol, Virginia. Call 1-800-652-1144 or visit the events page at swrc.com. Tickets for this special event are free, but seating is limited, so don't be left behind. Register today. 1-800-652-1144. Now, here's the director of Affirm Apologetics, Clayton Van Hus with today's guest. Welcome to the Watchman on the Wall program today. I am your host, Clayton Van Hus, and we are joined today by Dr. Kenneth Hill, who is the president of Southwest Radio Ministries and the Watchman on the Wall broadcast. He is no stranger to our listeners, and we are very happy to have him here today. We're going to be talking about a very important topic, theology that has perhaps done some some bad things in the church. We're going to be talking about an idea that God's promises are not true. And we know that the Bible is very clear that God keeps his promises. We're going to be talking about replacement theology. Dr. Hill, welcome to the program. Thank you very much, Clayton. It is a pleasure for me to be with you today, and I thank you for that. Well, it's great to have you. And so this idea of replacement theology, I think we need to start at, at the lowest levels <laughs> uh, because this is a deep subject. People are very involved in this. People have a lot of thoughts, a lot of ideas, but also it's not very well understood by many people. Can you just tell us what replacement theology is? Well, let's start with the, uh, the very clear words uh, that describe it replacement theology. Well, it replaces something, and it's theological in content. All right, so we've gotten that. Now we can go on to everything else. Well, not really. Let's, let's take a look at what that's talking about. When we have a theology, it means that we have come to some conclusion in our thought processes, and that conclusion has led us to believe a certain set of facts or a certain set of ideas that we consider to be facts. And we bring those together, we put them in a package, and we call them a theology, and that is to know God. It is a way to know God. And so our theology then is these uh, are these uh, things that have been brought to us that we 
claim to know as being factual. We claim to know that they're important to us. And so we put them all together in that little box and we carry them around and we believe them and we shower other people with our understanding. And that is our theological construct. And in this case, it's a replacement theology. Okay, so what's it a replacement for? Right. I mean, if it's a replacement theology, what does it replace? Well, it must replace something. Sure. And in this case, it replaces what, what we're going to be learning about, what we think about, what we've agreed about, is a replacement of God's people with somebody else or something else. Right. In this case, it's a replacement of the people that God has chosen with another people that God has chosen, and he's discarded the first people he's chosen. Hmm. Now, that may or may not seem like a simple thing, but it certainly isn't when you're dealing with Almighty God. It's not a simple thing if he's going to claim a person in this millennia and in the next he's going to discard them. Wow, we've got a we've got a sad situation coming upon us when we have a complete people that are discarded, sure, and that are forgotten about by almighty God and no longer are they the ones that are receiving the gifts of God or the promises of God, but they have been set aside and a new group of people, a new group of believers and whatever the concepts are, will become the ones that receive the goods from God. Right. There are a lot of misconceptions, a lot of of poor ideas, poor understandings of history, of the Bible that uh, I think have led to this, I think of the idea, and it's a, it's a false idea, that we have 10 lost tribes of Israel, and I have heard the question lately, so are, are Christians the new 10 tribes? And of course, the idea comes from, um, just <laughs> nerd out for a minute here on history, the Assyrian, the Neo-Assyrian Empire conquered the northern kingdom of Israel that had split off from uh, the southern kingdom of Judah in the year 722 B.C. And the idea of the Assyrians, when they would conquer a nation, they would take the people who lived there and they would send them off to other lands to, to assimilate into other lands and other cultures, and they would no longer be their own culture, so they're no longer a threat to the empire. So the idea comes from, well, when in 722, when the, when the Neo-Assyrians conquered northern Israel. They sent the people off, and the ten tribes were lost. Well, we know, according to the Bible, if we read Kings and Chronicles, that after the northern kingdom was sent off, that there was still a remnant in the land. It was always there. In fact, the people of Judah invited them to come to Jerusalem to celebrate Passover as God had given it to them. So we know that the people from the various tribes were coming in and doing that. So the, the idea of the ten lost tribes is a myth, and that has led a lot of people to, you know, following that myth, to believe that the church now are the, the ones that 
that God has lost. What now, do you how, first of all, how did God lose them? <laughs> exactly. I mean, they're God's own. How, how does he lose them? Sure. When, when he says, you know, and, and we look, of course, at eschatology, revelation, that God has these people from each tribe, and we may not know who's from what tribe. We do know some. We do have some ideas of genealogy and the tribes, and of course, the, the Levites, we all understand. There are many people today who can be identified as Levites, but the other tribes, whether we know or not, God knows. God is sovereign. He knows who everyone is, just as Elijah, during his time when, when he was afraid, God told him, I have 7,000 who have not bent the knee to Baal. So, you know, I've got these people, you don't know about them, but I have preserved them. And he's done the same with his people, has he not? Well, I would suppose that he has simply because God does not forget. God does not have Alzheimer's, uh, heavenly Alzheimer's or any other kind. God is not forgetful in the least, be it long-term or short-term memory. I forget. I forget where I put my keys. I forget where I laid my Bible sometimes. I forget where my socks are. In fact, I seem to lose one or two every time the socks are washed and dried. Right. But, you know, the, the, the truth is that God is not a human being that he might forget. That's not who God is. God is not wayward in any fashion. God does not give up on his own people. Uh, he has made covenants that are forever. They are eternal. Right. And if the covenants are eternal, because God is an eternal God, and God does not forget as man forgets, then how are we finding people to be replaced and people to replace them? Sure. You just mentioned covenants, that God made covenants. And he, he spoke to Abraham we see two places in Genesis where God is making covenant. Genesis chapter 12, when he first tells Abraham, go to Canaan and I will make a nation of you and the world will be blessed through your nation, of course, through the Messiah himself. We see the scarlet thread. But then in Genesis 15, we have the actual ceremony where God performs this covenant. And I, I want you to talk on that. Historically, I'm going to give a little bit of background on what's going on here. When God makes this covenant, this is actually a known sort of covenant that people made during uh, this time here in the Middle Bronze Age. There was a, a type of covenant called a, a suzerain vassal treaty, where you have a king or a ruler of some sort who makes a treaty with a vassal, with, with someone who's under him. And of course, the treaty is on the king. He is the one who keeps it. And we know in Genesis 15, that God puts Abraham to sleep while he carries out the promise. So what exactly was the promise that God was making to Abraham? What happened here in Genesis 15? What, what is the, the, uh, the specifics of this covenant? When you're looking at Genesis chapter 15, it says, After these things... 
the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, and what does he begin with all the time? Fear not. Right, right. (laughs) Don't be afraid, Abraham, or Abram in this case. I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. And Abram said, Lord God, what wilt thou give me, seeing I go childless, and the steward of my house is Eliezer of Damascus? And then he goes on to describe that that's going to be the guy that is going to receive everything from him because he's going to get older and die, and when he dies, There will be no successor and no line of succession. And God says, there is going to be a line of succession. There is going to be a successor. It's going to be the one that I place in your wife's womb, and you will have a child. And this child will then become the successor and will become that one whom you will see, and you will see your grandchildren, if you will, grandchild, and you will have a lineage that you can't see now, but you will see, and then the ones that you don't see, you'll know about. <laughs> I, love, I love the story. God chooses to make a covenant with a man and a woman who cannot even have children. Right. He, he brings his line, the line of the promised Messiah, through an old man and an old woman who, who aren't even capable of having children. And, and I think that's, that is very amazing. Of course, that's one of the most beautiful stories that, that we have, not just in the Bible, but in human history, to see God's love for the world in that he took these two people, just two people, the, the, the rest of the world's out doing their thing. There are great kings and, and things going on and lineages. But God says to this man and to his wife, I am going to give you a nation. Nations, plural. Kings will come from you. And, of course, the Messiah himself. So, so this covenant, why, why do we look at this covenant and say that God is bound to keep it because god himself said he was bound to keep it and he said that there would be no no problem that would be too great for him to have to give up the covenant god himself was setting it up and he was already telling the whole world this is the way it's going to be we're going to have this line of succession. This lineage is going to be what I'm saying. These people are going to be getting what I'm going to give them. And I want you to know that this is a perfect covenant. There is no way that the covenant will fail because it's of God. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the things I, I think is very interesting. I, I was watching, and, and yes, I do some mortal pursuits from time to time. I <laughs> I was watching uh, an old Dragnet series show, and uh, liking or not liking that program, I 
I just uh, am very much interested in how that they they show the morality of the situation of good and evil and how they they put it all together. It's interesting because they do it from a human perspective, and it's a humanist perspective, right? And it's not to be followed, but it is instructive because it tells me what the world's thinking about. And in this one incident, they show the names having been changed to protect the innocent, but the the story itself is true. And the story was that there was a 62-year-old man and a 70-year-old woman, and they were crossing the streets in Los Angeles, and somebody who had been drinking just rammed right through them and killed both of them right there and then drove on home. It took them three or four days to find the guy who did it, and then all of the other things uh, you know, fell into place. And the fellow who was driving the car was adamant about it. He said they were old, they had lived their lives, there was no reason to try to keep from hitting them. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Now, that's a human perspective that unfortunately is more prevalent now than it was when they shot that series. Right. And it's been 50 years since they shot that series. and. The way the world is thinking today, the way the United States folks are thinking today, my goodness, it's unsafe for us to be walking near the roadway. It's sad. And yet here in that program, they showed the way that humankind looks upon those that are different than they are, older in this case, and they said, we don't have to protect them. They've already lived their lives. They've, they've had the opportunity to have children, and that's about it, so we're done with them. Okay. How sad. Sure. But see, there's something else that goes with that. You see, the promise of God, the promise of God is that he's going to always be with us. I'll never leave thee, nor forsake thee, he's told us. And here are his children, those that have been created in his image, being killed on the roadway. And the person that has done this deed sees nothing wrong with the activity of killing someone who is innocent of any wrongdoing. God, in perpetuity, has said, thou shalt not commit murder. Right. So what this guy did, of course, and, and was portrayed in the program, was wrong. Wrong. And it hasn't been changed. Right. There's no replacement for the truth. Sure. And so when we hear the words replacement theology... We have to understand that it is a replacement of what God has set forth with something that God has not set forth. Now, that makes it wrong. Right. When we see what God has given, and he made this covenant 
with Abram on behalf of Abram's seed, Abram's children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, all the way down the line. And God said, it is forever my covenant with you and yours. And it's still there. And so we can't have theological folks running around changing the parameters that God's given. Sure. And that's the whole point here. So when we talk about replacement theology, we're talking about a theology that's come about which allows those who believe that uh, replacement theology, it allows them to believe that because they're in Christ or because they're in the local church or the church universal, that they have the right to take away the promises that God has given to the children of Israel. Wow. That's not blessing Israel. Oh, no. No. It's not blessing Abraham. No. (laughs) And it's certainly not blessing God. It's not obeying the truth, is it? No. And so while God is still on the throne and prayer changes things, our prayers will not change the very construct of theology that God has set forth. Wow. And it's, it's, that, is an, that is an absolute truth. And we could go on and on. However, we've come to the end of our time today. Uh, we didn't even get into the, the problems it causes with you know, politics or anti-Semitism. Oh, but, a number um, of people will. And Oh, yes. So we have been talking today with Dr. Kenneth Hill. I'm your host, Clayton Van Huss. Thank you for joining us on the Watchmen on the Wall program. And keep listening because this is a thing that we're going to be talking about. Several of our uh, different folks here at Southwest, we've been having discussions on this. So you will hear more from us on this idea of replacement theology. Learn more about replacement theology with the excellent DVD, The Church Age in Bible Prophecy by Donald Perkins. This is a great message that effectively refutes the erroneous teaching of replacement theology. Order your copy today when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or you can order on our website, swrc.com. Evangelist Perkins takes a fresh look at the church and Bible prophecy. He focuses on how God placed the church age in the end times. He examines the distinct differences between the church and the nation of Israel. He also proves that the church has not replaced Israel. Order your copy of The Church Age in Bible Prophecy DVD today when you call 1-800-652-1144. All of us at Watchmen on the Wall and Southwest Radio Ministries want to say thank you to Faith Community Church and Hicks Road Baptist Church in Hudson, Florida, for sponsoring and hosting this past weekend's Prophecy in the News Live event. A large crowd heard Donald Perkins, Micah Van Huss, Josh Davis, Larry Stamm, Greg Patton, and Clayton Van Huss share truth from God's Word about the last days that we're living in, biblical mysteries, and how to have true victory in the invisible war on the saints. It was a wonderful time, and we all want to say thank you to the churches that helped make the event such a huge success. Our next event is coming up on March 8th and 9th 
in Bristol, Virginia. You're invited to come hear Bill Federer, Greg Patton, Micah Van Huss, and many others. Tickets are free, but the seating is limited, so it's important that you register today. Simply call 1-800-652-1144 or visit the events section at our website, swrc.com. Prophecy in the News Live, March 8th and 9th in Bristol, Virginia. Friends, we're so glad you're here today. If you're a new listener to Watchmen on the Wall, make sure you request your new listener pack. Inside, you'll find the latest issue of our Prophetic Observer newsletter and a special gift. Request your free new listener pack when you call 1-800-652-1144. Let me encourage you to check out this year's SWRC calendar. Each year, Watchmen on the Wall and SWRC presents its prophecy calendar. This special resource benefits you and the prisoners we serve through our Onesimus Prison Outreach Ministry. This year, the calendar is truly spectacular, with stunning pictures from the Holy Land and added bonuses that I know you'll enjoy. Southwest Radio Ministries creates this unique calendar filled with scripture, comfort, and inspiration from God's Word. We also partner with each of you who purchase a calendar to encourage prisoners in our Onesimus Prison Ministry. For every calendar you order, a calendar will be given to a prisoner free of charge. Order your calendar and encourage a prisoner. Calendars are ready to ship today. Order yours when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or you can order on our website, swrc.com. Friends, if you have a prayer need, would you let us pray for you? We consider it an honor to pray with you. Prayer requests come in from all over the country through the mail, on the phone, and now through a special email address, prayer at swrc.com. That's prayer at swrc.com. Or you can always just give us a call, 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. I want to encourage you to visit the Resource Center on our website, swrc.com. There, you'll find over 1,000 books and DVDs by the nation's top teachers, Bible prophecy, biblical mysteries, and the latest archaeology and apologetics are all found at swrc.com. That's swrc.com. The latest resources from Billy Crone, Lonnie Shipman, Micah Van Huss and Josh Davis are all found at swrc.com. And available for the very first time, the entire Columbus, Ohio Prophecy Conference, all 12 speakers, 20 total presentations, all one complete DVD set. Topics include secret societies, invisible war on the saints, the earth as it was, Jewish roots of Christianity, the unveiling of the Antichrist, One World Update, and much more. And included in this complete set is Jonathan Kahn's presentation on the Josiah Manifesto. Order the complete Columbus Conference DVD set today when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. You can also order this complete set at our website, swrc.com. Lord willing, we'll be back here Monday ready to once again bring clarity to the chaos. 
Head into the weekend, my friends, with the encouragement that God is still on the throne and prayer changes things. Watchman on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners just like you. Visit swrc.com. That's swrc.com. Thank you.